We are the Coin Boys. And that's right. <laughs> We're just that. I'm, I'm Andy. I'm Daniel. <laughs> As you can see, we changed up the intro a little bit just because uh, we talk about so much now. I that just stopped. We, we can't pigeonhole I ourselves anymore. I didn't but, know what to say after that. But Andy, uh, but we like you know the whole idea yeah. of being the coin boys coming in that way i mean <laughs> so we got to figure it out it's it's who we are it's who we've always been you know yes i can't stop being a coin boy we're not i i, I cannot on the on the podcast at least can't stop won't stop can't stop won't stop <laughs> uh yeah welcome to the show uh it's been a minute i know that we haven't been as consistent as you all would like to see we apologize as we're going through a lot of changes uh, uh, outside of the podcast and within the podcast, which you're going to start to notice. Obviously, we have a video show on Mob Crush, which if you happen to be a fan of the show and have seen, uh, we've been in- enjoying that. Uh, yeah. We've had a chance to do a video show. Uh, Daniel has kind of taken the reins on that. Uh, we have Re, who is awesome, and of course, Crypto Sanity. Uh, and re- that's Reanimator, if you want to check that out. What it and is. we have Mr. Sam Proof. And of course, well, Sam Proof on the, on, the, on, the t- on the deck. Uh, it's been really cool. I got to host a few of the opening shows, which was great. I miss it. I miss being a part of it. But unfortunately, I have this other uh, thing that gets in the way, of course, that I'm doing. A jab. A job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but regardless, everything's really great. Daniel and I are excited about the future. Uh, and you're going to notice some changes in that show in particular if you have. And if you'd like to check it out, it's on Monday on the Mob Crush channels. Yes. We'll like, stream at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific LA time. And that's on their Twitter, Facebook, and Mob Crush channels. So if, yeah, if it's you, on Mob Crush, it's on Twitter, it's on yep. Facebook, it's on uh, anything that you can possibly see. And then we're going to follow suit with a little bit of a, a you know, uh, an edited version of the show with more context, a little bit of a fun, you know, follow-up uh, that we also... Uh, go live on our channels yes which is the coin boys podcast twitter we have instagram uh there's the coinboys.com uh the coin boys at the coin boys uh you know email us because that's that's why i just gave you that you know please we we miss you guys you know interact with us you know i'd love to hear from everybody it's been a while andy misses you guys i've always been there i know but (laughs) i I guess at least doing the podcast has been fun yeah absolutely Um, I do want to catch up before we get into Flash News, Daniel. Yes, uh, sir. I've been on the Sega Saturn tear. Okay. Collecting Sega Saturn games. Why specifically Sega Saturn? Because uh, I always say when I'm collecting video games now, I'm rebuilding my childhood. Okay. Um, because a lot of my games were tossed out, and the Sega Saturn was a part of that. And also, it's a hot collectible because the American version was such a failure on a marketing level that because of that, it's scarce. And what is what it's things that are scarce are valuable. Yeah. Um, so it's really been interesting when I go to stores, one store game dude, which is a local to uh, and if if you've seen producer BTW, which is my Twitter, I'm always shouting them out because I buy a lot of games from them. They were telling me that, you know, we see maybe one or two American Sega Saturn games in our store and they're gone like the next day. Mm. Uh, I found yesterday they had the light gun. The orange light gun for the Saturn for with Virtual Cop One. 
Did it look okay? Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Um, I bought it because I've never seen it in person, and they had it, <laughs> and it was like, and they gave me five dollars off because in their sheet that tells you pricing, yeah, it said in box. This is how much it costs. It's like there's no box. They're like, yeah, we'll take off. I think six dollars for you. Cool, man. They're cool. Um, I I I also want to announce that I'm gonna start looking into putting together these retrospective pieces mm -hmm. that will be on the show that I'm really excited about where I can talk about the stuff that like I'm doing and uh, you know, it'll pertain to games you're playing. Yes. Uh, and he's excited about the gaming part of the show. I'm more excited about the technology part of the show. That's going to be happening. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's cool. I love gaming. Sorry. Gaming. I, uh, no, no, no. It's I all good. I haven't been on the podcast in a while. Take a talk. little while. No, do you get it out, man. You get it out. Uh, Hold on. But it's fun. I didn't finish. Go for it. I also beat Fighters Mega Mix, which is a cool like Virtual Fighter 2 mix with the other fighting games or whatever. And holy crap, it was so good. You know, I played through the first player and played fought all the bosses. Yeah. And the last boss was cool as hell. The moves were awesome. <laughs> did, you, oh, <laughs> did you like get to the final boss and he goes, you know what? Why are we fighting? No, let's no. Just have a beer. No. <laughs> just like, let's just chill. I was really impressed by the moves the final boss was doing, but uh, I beat the game with Wolf, who is from uh, Virtual Fighter. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm really excited about that. You so know, I've been playing the Saturn. Did you ever see Gla the new American Gladiators? No. They had a guy on there called Not the Wolf. Watching the new yeah. American Gladiators. Yeah. Listen, I loved American Gladiators back then. That was a human video game right there, bro. <laughs> that was like the Fair human, human uh, Mario. How are you, man? How are you? I'm sorry. I, I had to share. No. You know, if I was on the video show, I'd be talking about the Saturn and stuff. Of course. And no, yeah. it's uh, uh, me. I'm also, I went back to Retro 2, but I went back to. So I don't know if you watched the Arrowverse, um, like, you know, Arrow, Flash, Never do. Black Lightning. I, I respect love it. that shit. Respect I love it so much. Uh, and they d they're doing something called uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. They do a crossover. And for those of you who are into comics, DC did Crisis on, in Crisis on Infinite Earth. Basically, everyone's coming every back. Universe. Every universe is yes. colliding. And I'm, even Smallville's but Superman. But that's the one that I was excited for. They just announced it's Tom's Wellings. I saw that. Yes. Thanks for taking it. So with that Sorry. said, I rewatched all of Smallville. Uh, or now it's a good show. I'm rewatching Smallville from the beginning. How many seasons was that? It went on for ten seasons. Wow, a and decade. I never finished. That I show never lasted a decade. Yeah, I had to stop watching it because it just conflicted with the liked, class that I had. I always liked the Luther guy. He's yeah, cool. He's great. I'm rewatching it right now. I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding you. In the first season, there's a lot of who are now A list or at least B list actors, really really high end actors who were nobodies back then. That were that were like the enemy or the guest star or whatever. Oh, Smallville's so so good, and I have this huge crush on Kristen Crook. I've right. had this crush since I was in high school. Uh, she's the reason why I saw Eurotrip, <laughs> which ended up being a great. Oh, film. she was in Eurotrip. Yeah, she was the Scotty's girlfriend. I remember that <laughs> at the now. beginning. Great. <laughs> which the greatest uh, Matt Damon uh, piece. Ever. Anyways, that's what I was doing all weekend long, and I was playing some poker. Doing some having some fun with that. I almost won four thousand dollars. How did you almost win four thousand dollars? I got into a tournament and I got really high up, but I I uh I got too excited and I made some bad moves okay. and then I lost. <laughs> well, but it was good. I I you know I'm glad. Uh, also, football's back, so that's exciting yes. too. Um, we're actually recording this right before football. So, yes. Uh, so that's very exciting. important. Uh, but you know what? Uh, we offer up. Our, our banter on crypto technology and gaming 
it's not going to be as focused on gaming. You might only hear about that in the opening where maybe I'll catch us up on stuff. Uh, that's generally going to be pushed to the video show mostly. We want to give you our, our typical vanilla. I like to say when you played a video game back in the day, it's the vanilla version. This is the podcast, the, the bread and butter of how we started, and I'm excited. We do have something for you, and it's called Flash News. Daniel, what's up on Flash? So first off, uh, as you know, we we love crypto, which means whenever there's some decent crypto news, it's kind of interesting to, to talk about it. First off, Binance. Binance is the biggest exchange. Everybody Did knows op- about it. They're working on their U.S. opening. They're still one, working yeah. on their U.S. opening one, which should come out pretty soon. Whatever. I don't care. Um, I really don't because <laughs> I they, don't care either because it's it's going to be so highly regulated. It's yeah, going to be so I ridiculous. Agree. But. Um, Digibyte, which is an old, oh, old, old We old tried friend. to get them on the show. I remember we were communicating with them and yeah. just never came to We'll flourishing. see if we can, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting, but the Digibyte owner is very open, and they've been trying to get Digibyte on Binance for a while. The, the CEO of Digibyte released what Binance is asking for in order to get listed onto Binance. And I'm wondering if this is the okay. same across the board for all coins. In order for you to get listed on Binance, at least for Digibyte, it's going to cost you $300,000, which isn't all that much, to be honest, but plus 3% of your tokens, which that's a bit, uh, depending on how good your, your token is. That's quite a bit. Um, Yes. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I don't know if it's... Shouldn't they just do research and see if the coin is good? I don't know. Do you think that... I know they need finances in order to do the exchanges and have it listed on, on the... Uh, have it listed onto the exchange to an extent, but why are they asking for 3%? Do you think that's too high? 3% of like everything? The whole... Yeah. The whole... All the tokens. So if you have 21 million, 3% of 21 million. Jesus. Okay. Um, you think it's too high? I think it's too high. Uh, I, to be honest with you, what's high, what's low anymore? <laughs> <laughs> In this industry, I don't even know. Maybe it's a little high. Maybe it should be more like 1.5% would be realistic. Um, I, yeah, because then at that I mean, 3% and Binance, they're not dumb people. They're probably also going to be trading back and forth as well. And they could easily take that three percent and make it into a majority stake in whatever token. So they could end up controlling a crap ton of tokens. Man, it's turning into a racket. Yeah, it's going. It's going crazy. I'm not. Uh, Binance is kind of going. That's, gone that's, downhill uh, for me a bit. Um, especially something because we talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. There's something weird in the air with Binance, right? And just crypto in general and Binance. Yeah. And but since the whole shutdown thing, yeah, yeah, getting my money off that, I always thought, I don't know. When I first discovered Binance, it was a nobody. Nobody really knew who they were. They were just starting out, and I happened to join during that wave in 2017, right before, like way before they just started. Uh-huh. I still remember taking the photo that me holding up the sign. <laughs> I have You're it very somewhere. trustworthy. <laughs> oh, what a joke! What's I can't up? believe I did that. Anyway. Back to your your point, three percent is pretty high. Is it because they're losing money, or do they need more money? I'm uh, wondering if this has been that way for a while. I don't think this is something new. Um, 
obviously yeah. to get listed onto an exchange like Binance. Uh, uh, maybe I at the beginning they gave you fifty percent on people's uh, uh, reference links kidding? back in the day. Fifty percent. Then they lowered it to like twenty, I think. And oh, now yeah. it's probably like five. So I made the mistake. That's how people were getting rich in the early days of Binance. They were like uh, getting their reference links to people and getting fifty percent commission off of that shit. Fifty percent, but what to bring people I over wonder, to Binance? Was it paid remember, in, if it was paid in Bitcoin, that's huge. I think it was paid in. I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't remember what it was paid in. Um, I just remember they they gave you no whatever the person you had bought, you got fifty percent of their bought. So the if the person bought Bitcoin, you get fifty percent. If the per- person bought BNB, you got BNB. If the person bought Ethereum, you got Ethereum. Whoa! I got some from my family because I I sent them the <laughs> reference link. But and, and they gave you know you how we feel about reference links. Yes, you know? it's it's just a shady way of making money off yeah. of someone. Uh, no, that, not too shady. I'm okay with it, but yeah, we haven't used them really. We have one for GameFly. <laughs> well, I used it on my family. That's for sure. Uh, like, use this link. Yeah, why not? On yeah. your family, sure. And you could split the profit with them if you if you were so kind. Anyway. Oh, okay. The, the, you, the, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I don't really trust Binance. Anymore. Yeah. No. Um, we're have. There's a big issue in crypto, and that's like, who who can you trust? And it used to be Binance for a little bit. I used to have a lot of respect for Binance, but as of late, but it's what been did pretty... what, what did I always say about Binance at least? And I think we said it too, is that they they own your private keys. So remember that. Like, well, that's every exchange. There's no difference between Binance and any other exchange that, that they they have your. But, but you'd have to take it off. I get that, but still, regardless, they do not. You do not own your private keys. Like it, regardless if it was Binance or not, I just made that clear. You know. Okay. I guess I mean that's everything. Uh yeah, so get your money off of all exchanges. But uh if you're wondering what it takes to get listed on Binance, it's just $300,000 and 3%. Now, for something like for a respected um for a respectable project, that may be a bit tough. That may be that may be high. But for anybody who's trying to make a buck, a $300,000 investment plus 3% of whatever BS token that they're giving is nothing. And so just really do your do your research on that. If that's all they're asking for is the three hundred thousand plus three percent of a crappy whatever, mm-hmm. it it can screw somebody over big time. All right, you got anything else in flash? Yes, sir. Here, let me throw a flash. Flash. Oh, it's nice. Thanks. Uh, I'm excited for this up thing. Uh, th- this is not the final ruling of this case, but f- uh, the French court has ruled that Steam users can resell their games. Really? Which is a huge. French court? The French court. Yeah, France is going So only in France. Yeah. Can you resell your Steam games? Yes. So the question is how do they How do they do that? Uh they probably use like IP addresses and if you have a, a IP well, address outside of France Because that's legal, does Valve have involvement? So here's the thing. They're still fighting it, but the first initial court ruling is that they can be resold. Uh because of certain situations, I don't know exactly what's happening with with Steam and and Valve and on on their end, but they're going to fight it and take it to a higher court in France. So right now, it's one of the, it's on one of the lower courts that just that judge ruled in favor of the users, and we're going to see what happens next. But France in general has been cracking down on on all digital aspects. I gotta see like this. Crazy. I gotta see this judge's library on Steam and see how many games <laughs> he owns. Like, Dude, I really want to resell all I, these things. I have a huge backlog. <laughs> that's my that's my theory. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I'm happy that they did this, and because if this is valid or if this if this works, then this is this proves really um this 
takes away the problem that I was having with digital downloads. And that is, you're always buying the new. You can't trade. You can't sell. You can't do any of that stuff. I hated wow. that. Wow. But you know what's going to happen, right? What? This turns this into almost its own currency. This Meaning, is going to be blockchain. Right. Well, think about it. It's like, hey, I have a copy of this game. Uh, do you want it? And some games might be rare or something. Maybe a game was canceled. Yeah. And you own it. And then on eBay, we're seeing people selling their fucking Steam games. Yeah. So there might be actually a problem there. How is that a problem? I don't like that. Why? Because that's what you're opening up. You're opening up a whole new economic freaking chain. We already have a problem with like with like eBay and selling collectibles. It's not a problem. but uh, Yeah, how's, how's this a problem? It's just like I didn't want to put like value on on digital i didn't want to turn games into digital assets like they're but they are and they always have been right but you you're being convinced that they're not because you are yourself are paying top dollar for retro games through game dude yes but those were those were tangible so what's the difference between that and uh, we we are a show that talks about blockchain digital assets and you're like yeah but this is not a digital but didn't but we've always (laughs) said that Lots of things don't deserve blockchain, and I think I agree, I believe I'm giving you my my. And okay. This has nothing to do with blockchain or anything. It's I'm giving you my no, no, no. point of view on digital turning video games into digital assets. But I'm saying, what's Wax doing? What's Engine doing? There, what's Ember Sword doing? But your trade, your like, I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about like the full on games. They're talking about items and sure. things in the games, not the full on games. Okay, they're not talking about trading the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's totally different. Um, so what Wax and Engine are doing are it's great, absolutely items and sharing items through game different the same games, but you're gonna run into some problems with the publishers and the developers and and that you know I so what's the difference I want to know what's the difference between me selling you one of my games here that you can see versus me selling you a digital game? What's the difference and what's the issue? It's tangible. It's a collectible that's tangible like comic books. Uh, like I'll give you an example of a tangible game yes. that people are paying top dollar for right now for whatever reason, uh, because uh, by buying phones with this thing installed. Sure, Flappy Bird. Yeah, there's people buying PS4s with PT the demo installed. Yeah, see, there you go. Right. So then it becomes a sort of tangible, but that's because it's a canceled game that didn't doesn't exist anymore so, same thing with these digital games could so could those same, games are valuable same exact thing i'm not saying it's not a good idea i just would it's just going to be a big mess and it has to be it has to be controlled right yeah blockchain blockchain can absolutely do that 100 percent uh and it and it'll and it will prevent the the copying like uh, where I see the problem for developers with this is that, okay, what if somebody just pops the code up somewhere and they could just download the code and they have the game for free, like an emulator, so to speak? Yeah, the infrastructure has yeah. to be built, though. So uh, blockchain is going to have to be a big part of this, uh, and I think it will, in my opinion. And I think this is great. I have zero problem with this. I don't understand how, how anybody would, I don't so have a problem with it. I'm just worried about how... It, how it'll turn out because we've had many instances like i'll give you an example we talked about on the show is the diablo 3 auction house was created and then shut down because and it created an economy what's but what was wrong with that you were on that you loved it you missed it i missed it but they shut it down because it became like like its own economy what's wrong with that there was nothing wrong with it but it was losing its control it was out of control because 
the actual game itself lost its you wouldn't worry about drops in the game you would just go to the auction house that was the problem it caused it like disrupted the the enjoyment of the game and finding items okay like i spent most of my time on the auction house but that, that ruined the game it's but not ruining that's not what i want i don't want it to ruin the game none you know? of it will ruin the game but i'm just giving an example of like when an economy was cuz it's still going to create an economy you know that doesn't exist right now technically I I'm just telling you what's wrong with creating the economy though. I'm really confused on that aspect because here's the thing to me. I have no problem with eBay. I mean, I have digital cryptocurrency. There's tons of people confused and don't know what's going on. And then there's people that are using it to their advantage. So how could somebody use this to their advantage? How could somebody use the reselling of the digital game to their advantage? I don't know. It's, it's, it's just like, I've never, I don't know. As a, as someone, I'm thinking about it, and I'm just worried. This is the first time because I'm legitimately asking you a question because for some reason you legitimately are worried, and I thought you'd be all on board with this. I'm not saying it wouldn't be. It would be smart to build an infrastructure, is what I'm saying. We can't just dive in and s- start. Op- That's why the whole thing in France is really surprising to me, and I'm not surprised Valve is fighting it. I'm talking this completely outside of like a lot of my personal. Mm-hmm beliefs behind it i of course think it could work but i'm giving you a perspective from a political standpoint and how it can cause and disrupt the industry the industry as a whole once you open this box up it's going to disrupt the industry and send it in a new direction did this this, did me selling you the physical game disrupt the industry no but but we're not talking about things that have existed the and only been thing, done that way. The only time that I can think of where a digital thing like this has disrupted an industry is the music industry with Napster. Exactly. But that's because people were stealing it, straight up stealing it. This is not stealing. So who says that there's not going to be a black market for for now like Steam codes and shit that people hack and steal from you? and like There is a black market now for that. No, I know. But you're creating a whole new economy and a I whole think new market this for go- hacking. I think this is going to make it... L- Here's the thing. Studies have shown that if people have a legal, good way of, of, of attaining something, they will go with that aspect. Like, for example, if, a, if, if I can legally buy a movie on Google Play or whatever, I will do that versus but, trying to pirate it off of... Right. But why do you think this is in the news right now? Because it's unheard of, Daniel. And that's where I'm, I'm giving you that perspective from a gamer that like the fact that this judge in France is saying that you could sell your games is unbelievable. That's great. To me. Uh, I like and it. And I'm not saying in a bad way, but I'm like surprised that that they were able to get that passed is what I'm getting at. Oh, like, f- again, France is on like is really pissed off with Facebook. France is pissed off with with uh, any digital telecom Google is another one. Any digital they're they're they are harping down on them. They're forcing I mean, it's a small slap on the wrist compared to what Facebook is worth, but Facebook has to pay like over a billion dollars for uh the user data breaches and stuff like that to yes. france and that's just france yes if everybody else follows suit in the eu that's gonna be a lot more money if america follows suit i'd be shocked we should but it could finally i mean all i'm saying is you'll you could see this happen in america but not for a, quite a while yep that's why i'm moving to france yeah, <laughs> that's my bottom line. There, I I'm trust, talking totally on a political. I trust more with a with re- digital. This is a regulatory right issue, and in America, it's going to be put through a lot of red tape if you want to see that come to fruition. And that's what I'm just saying. It's not. Don't get excited because a French guy did this. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will help open the door, though. 
So, uh, that's what I'm expecting as well. Yeah. I'm thinking the door's going to be open, and then from this point, it's just going to be have to be a thing. No, it's a good argument, man. You got to play devil's advocate, man. Mm, but there was no advocate to be devil. I I think no. There, <laughs> I'm just saying it's just something new, and it would be crazy if it happened. I don't think there's. I'm not. Ma- I don't have to make a point on it. I'm just saying like there's definitely going to be a lot of issues brought up, a lot of regulatory problems involved in it. All right. Yeah. 100%. No, I agree with that. Not regulatory problems. There are going to be problems with Valve and Steam, I will say that. Definitely they're going to have issues with that. <laughs> um, but moving on to the next segment, because that was a good one. Uh, longer than I thought it was going to be, but that's great. The other one is uh, that I'm really, really happy to see this. This is under Scientific American. So take it with what what you deem Scientific American can be worth. Um, but they did a study where they said kids are not hurt by screen time, whether it's phones, iPads, uh, television, anything like that. There, there, is, um, there, there are no, let's see, a study finds no deleterious effects on mental health when kids spend their leisure time texting and engaging in other online activities, which I think is good. Okay. Uh, because a big a big okay. problem that we've had uh, in the past is people saying, "Oh no, they're on the they're on the iPad too much. They're on the iPhone too much. They're on they're watching television too much. They're on the computer screens too much. They're on all this too much." I mean, they're doing stuff. They're interacting. They're playing. Yeah, it's not physical social. I don't I don't think it one hundred percent replaces that the actual physical meet and greet and 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 camaraderie that you can have with a real friend. But you know, there are people who live really far away from someone. They're like the next house over is like a mile down. Uh, you know, this and they uh, hopefully this helps bring some regular social life to them, so to speak. But I am um, I'm happy to hear that because I always thought I was being a bad dad by letting my daughter on the iPad. <laughs> but now that I know that she's OK, I'm happy. It okay. makes me feel. Do you. You haven't had any children yet, but how do you feel? you would react with your child using iPads and computers and all that stuff. What, where, where would you, what would be too much for you? Here's the thing is that this is the way the world is right now. We are on our humans and adults are on their iPhones just as much as babies are swiping iPads. So that baby that's swiping on that iPad is going to grow up to be just like their daddy and mommy who are swiping on their iPhones all day. Mm-hmm. Whether they're lawyers, whether they're businessmen, whether they're presidents of the United States, social media has taken over our culture on a universal level if technology reaches your... Because obviously we have people that still live in poverty mm-hmm. in the world and third world countries that don't have access to the technology we have that we take for granted. But I would say that I wouldn't, I'm just not shocked anymore. I'm not worried that uh, I think that there's some ways of using iPads to your advantage as a parent, as long as you're controlling what they're playing. There's educational games for babies that are being converted. Like when I was a kid, my mom had the math like calculator robot thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it had this and it had that. So I had like six different toys that I could play with, but all the iPad's doing for you is taking those six games, putting them on the iPad for yeah. the child. So as long as you as a parent are being smart about exactly what you're letting them see, it could help you or, you know, if you're just like being a bad parent where you're like, oh my God, I can't deal with you, just take this. 
I mean, you might need to use it to help distract them, to be honest with you. Because when I, w- when I was growing up, my parents didn't have that kind of stuff to distract me with. No, when I was growing up, I always hated going to friggin' restaurant dinners with my parents' friends. So they could just sit, you could just sit and play that. iPads. Now, now that would be so much better. I, I feel for the children now. I mean, you, you kids You're have So it. bored. I hated it. It sucked. None of you can say that was a good time. Zero of you out there can say going to a, a restaurant with your parents' friends was great. It sucked 100% of the time for all of us. You know what the bottom line here is? But is anyways, that was that three hours? You're going to give your, 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 your child three hours a day, four hours a day? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Is there too much? I don't know if there is too much, but you know, you got to do, you do have to make sure that I they get out, there is too much get either. outside at least daily as well. You need that vitamin D. You need that human interaction. Um, I blame, I put it on the parents, uh, Daniel, and I always do. I put it on the parents. Even though I'm not a parent, I do think that that's probably the smartest way. Just control how much you, when you give it to them, what's on it. And I don't think it's a bad thing to show babies. It might help educate them faster if you use it correctly. Uh, it's I, a computer. I've seen studies about that, basically. It's a I computer. It could help them. I used to play Oregon Trail, and it taught me a lot about like the diseases. And, yeah, games have and, taught us a lot of things. Uh, Reading Rabbit was a popular video game I played on a PC that helped me learn a lot. Yeah, Word Muncher. Word Muncher. Uh, I think Sanity always talks about Mario typing or whatever. I never Mario played type. that. It's pretty good. But uh, I, made, I played Mavis Beacon, which is the same thing, yeah. basically. Uh, there's always some sort of typing game where if you don't so, get this word, your ship gets eaten or something. So, yeah, that's my answer, meaning just like just make sure you're being smart about it. Your baby doesn't have the brain to be like, oh, remember, you're giving them the iPad, not the baby, you know. that It's not the other way around. It's not the other no, way I around. Get it. No, and I agree. I, uh, I, you know, as a father who uh, my daughter uses her iPad, um, I use it when I want to watch something that I want to watch, and she will either play with a toy, and she will often play with toys. Sure. Uh, more because it's they're also there, but sometimes she just wants to sit and look at the iPad, see some videos of like Russian bears. <laughs> nice. There's, there's a Russian bear. It's on a. It's on Netflix. It's called Masha and uh, Oso. I think. Is oh, what it's I called. watched it. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute, but she sees it in Russian, like the the original Russian. So it's a. I actually kind of like it better than there is Russian. But anyways, cool. uh, so she'll she'll do stuff like that. Peppa Pig in French. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Great. Um. Uh. Which is cool. Yeah. Um. I'm just happy to know that that there's there's scientific you, study out there that kind of helps me with the decision. You, you could even press the Twitch app on your iPad and put Mr. Rogers on that plays Seriously? all day. Yeah, Mr. Rogers is on Twitch. Oh, I, that put her to sleep right away. Bob I Ross love Mr. is on Rogers. Twitch. But man, he put you to sleep. <laughs> he put you to sleep, but he's very great. He knows how to talk to kids. Even yeah, now. it holds well, up. My my daughter watches Daniel Tiger. Do you know what Daniel? Yeah, Tiger yeah that's is? his yeah. whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's like the new thing. Yeah. It's the same exact thing, just not as you're yeah. not sleeping as fast. <laughs> oh, got it. Well, that's great. Uh, awesome. He's living on. Well, sir, uh, you have been watching a documentary. Have yes, you not? it's been excellent. It's called Inside Bill's Brain: Decoding Bill Gates. Um, and it's three part series. I'm on part, the end of part two. And it's just about kind of, it's not about his Microsoft stuff. It does dip into like his younger youth days and how he acted and how he was able to, uh, steal from Xerox to become a billionaire. Sort of. (laughs) I mean, he talks about it openly, uh, jumping into a dumpster with Paul Allen and trying to find source code that they needed in order to, yeah, they actually did that and actually found the source code. Um, which was really cool. Was there a Wozniak to the Gates? Oh, absolutely. It was uh, during the what same. Was his name Alan? 
Allen, Paul okay. Allen, who became the owner of the Sea. He passed away, unfortunately. But he owned the Seahawks. He owned um, uh, also the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, okay, okay. He's big time, man. Paul Allen was number two with Bill Gates. Okay. Um, but he was way, became, I think, way wealthier and bigger than, than Wozniak ever became. Well, because Wozniak kept on denying money i feel yeah no but he's you know wozniak's probably worth about 300 million dollars oh or i'm something. not sad for us <laughs> you shouldn't be sad i'm not sad but like of course listen once you pass the million dollars i have respect for you so, by a lot so the first episode is the most fascinating because it digs into his melinda uh gates foundation which if people have heard the name he's been uh sending about uh i think he sent about almost five billion dollars last year for in Philanthropy. How do you say it? Philanthropy. Yes. Uh, And uh, one thing this documentary is about, and this is recently, he noticed that there was a terrible... uh, So in America, right, Daniel, we grew up with pipes and plumbing and toilets. And we don't worry about where our poop goes. Yes. Like, we never worry about it. It never affects us. Mm -hmm. But... In third world countries, thousands upon thousands of children are dying because of sanitation problems in their cities where they, they poop in these, these holes in the ground and then dump it out into their water. And then they're drinking their own feces, like, feces yes. and people are dying and getting diseases. And Bill Gates was like, how the hell do we fix this problem? Mm-hmm. How, do we sell, how do we help these poor countries at least survive uh, like he says, we could save thousands of lives just from diarrhea. People are dying from diarrhea. Well, this Daniel. is how the Black Plague started. Right. This is how the Black Plague started because there was no plumbing in England at the time. There's no, in, plumbing is, while it's an old invention, it's a more recent thing for modern for modern cities and stuff like that. Yes. So that's how the Black Plague happened, and that's why so many people died is because there was no way to get rid of your crap right. that's on the middle of the street. And he noticed one of the biggest problems while he was traveling around the world helping countries was the, the sanitation issue. Yeah. And the poop, the feces issue. Yeah. The human feces issue. And I didn't realize how many children were dying just from diarrhea, something in America that is not a, a, something that causes death. Diarrhea is something you go to the supermarket and you get Pepmobismol here. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that in these thir- thousands. Daniel, I'm serious. Thousands are dying from No, diarrhea. I know this fact, yeah. So Bill Gates literally got some huge engineers together and says, let's develop a toilet that can solve this problem. And it is absolutely fascinating that all these groups came out and pitched ideas to Bill Gates. A water-free toilet? Yeah, well, the way it works, some of them, is basically you poop and then the poop gets burnt, gets like burnt oh, up, okay, and gets like sent to this. So it's like an incineration. Gets sent. It gets situation. sent to a like a special plant that is also doesn't need electricity and works on its own poop and can convert all the sanitation to fresh water. He figured it out. He literally figured out how to have a a toilet that doesn't need electricity. Okay. To plumb and figure out how do we get that safely out of there. And then a plant that runs specifically on no electricity on its own, steam. What causes it, Daniel? Steam. Shit has water. Yeah, so Participation does, yeah, so piss, yeah. is being burned away into the air and sent into a plant that then converts all that, the shit, also the lumps that yeah. are sent through too, okay. into a plant that causes drinking water. You see Bill Gates drink the water. Oh, the plant. oh, so, <laughs> hold on a second. It sounds oh, disgusting. 
Daniel. Ah, that had to be staged. So, no. <laughs> I watched the watched the whole first part of this. Oh, man. That's a risk. So, it's not a risk because they test the water and okay. it's totally like Brita, like water. <laughs> uh, first off, that's freaking amazing. Now, that's we need great this. that they're doing that. I, I, I know. So, what is Bill Gates doing? Needed. We have, even, but yeah, even in America, we still have... Um, what are those called? Uh, they're in the ground. It's not. It's not plumbing. They have a big giant tank, a, like a sewage tank, underneath their property. Uh, we don't have them. At least I don't have it here in in California, so I'm forgetting the name. But it's that sewage tank that will sometimes a septic tank. I think it's what's called septic a septic system, a septic tank. And it's just one day you'll go into your backyard and your whole backyard is filled with shit right. all over the place. Uh, I know this is why you came to the podcast is for the shit related news, and I'm down for it <laughs> i At, love it it's great no this technology is so freaking so, needed yes so he here's my final point with all the technology we're seeing happening what is bill gates doing with his his uh, nonprofit? he's doing he's pushing uh development of human like he's using technology to help humans that can't afford it's unbelievable daniel i think he's right the toilet hasn't been advanced in thousands of years yeah it's time but it's a like I'm mind blown. So he, there's a famous international toilet manufacturer that has agreed to manufacture this toilet. They're testing this whole thing in a country, and they've saved people's lives. Wow! They've saved people's lives already. It's happening. It's got a use case. He figured it out. Okay. So it's they were testing it out in a, in a third world country in a, in a in a area that it was having major issues to save lives. I if just from how you shit. I, I believe he does. I, I like what he's doing. He, I mean, he clear, he cured malaria, for God's sakes. Uh, now he's trying to cure. You know what comes from, from shit? Polio. What? Polio comes from shit. Well, yeah. Polio comes from and shit. And also anti-vaxxers. Yes. Both. All Both. kinds of bad <laughs> stuff, dude. Uh, I get it. No. I, but listen. how about converting into drinking water? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's a hard sell. Like, listen, everything else up until the point where you're telling me now I got to drink this water... I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't mind using it to, uh, because we actually do that now here in California, down in Irvine. Their their water gets recycled. Their their feces water gets recycled and used to water uh, plants and grasses and all that stuff in in uh, different parts of the city. So just to give you guys, uh, it's the invention is called an omni processor. Okay. It actually has a name, uh, and yes. Uh, uh, I, you, I'm not going to play it, Daniel, but you could see a picture of Bill Gates drinking the water right there. Oh, he's gross. <laughs> he's gross, but he is pushing the, the what Steve Jobs was always good at, innovation. He didn't have to drink it. <laughs> so I'm trying to get it. He, it's but okay. Daniel, I would have believed him. It's real. I would have believed him. He could have said this could be used to water grass. This could be used to do all this other stuff. It's called poop water. He didn't have it's to drink poop it. Water. It's gross. But That's it's gross. real and it tastes good. All right, then. You don't know if it tastes good. <laughs> he could be acting. <laughs> you don't know what is listen. It was going on his head once that water okay, hit his throat. Besides the w- that, you can drink it. The more no, every side of it is, is important. absolutely important. Yeah. So that they could put toilets in areas that don't need electricity they or just don't have plumbing. Yeah, yeah, don't have plumbing. It's amazing. It's like phenomenal. I'm just. I hope it's not fire that they use to incinerate. It's, it's it because, like some. Uh, I don't hold me to how it works and all, but no, no. basically it's, the toilet makes sure it gets. It's it's just like incinerates the shit. I don't know what it does. Interesting, because I just don't want like you're sitting on the toilet and suddenly like 
flames. It goes to the Omni processor that does all the hardware. Okay, cool. Um, which is cool. He, awesome, man. It's pretty cool. Um, I just what know, is the what is the documentary called again? It's called uh, In Bill Gates' Mind something or other. I said okay, it earlier. No worries. Okay. I'm not reading that. No, thing. that's fine. It's on Netflix. I will check it out. Yes, uh, I definitely want to check it out. Uh, yes. I have yet to see the hacking one on Netflix too. Uh, on how we all got hacked and stuff eh. for the elections. I got to check saw it out. That. I saw that. I it saw parts okay? of it and I was like, oh, it's too political for me. Oh, uh, see, that's why I need to watch it. <laughs> all right. But anyway, uh, thanks so much. Uh, I'm Andy. I'm Daniel. And we wanted to just remind you guys, go to thecoinboys.com. We're going to be revamping that one. And we're also going to go to at Coinboys Podcast. Ask us questions on there. Yeah, ask us questions. Anytime on uh, on the IG or the Twitters, thecoinboys.com, at thecoinboys.com is our email. Say and check up. out the video show, uh, Mob Crush, and uh, you'll see a lot of the postings on the Twitter on Coinboys yes, Podcast. We'll, we'll have a place for you guys. To, we're going to schedule it out so that way you guys know exactly where we are when, we, when you can watch us. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for today. Hope you had a good one. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>